Good to have you back on a green old Monday. Packers beaten yesterday, 34 to 20. Baker Mayfield went off, looked like Johnny Unitas yesterday. And uh, we were sitting here going over some of the statistics now that the Packers have completed, and this week has been completed for the most part, short of the Monday night contest as to where this team ranks. The Packers, if you go to look at pro football focus, the Packers as a defense, as a whole, ranked tw- rank 20th overall. 19th against the run, 18th now as far as a pass rushing defense, and 18th when it comes to coverage. 20th, 19th, 18th, and 18th in every different facet. Nowhere near a top 10 defense. As a matter of fact, you're in the bottom half of the league in almost every major statistical category when it comes to rankings and 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 tackling rates and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I didn't even look and see what their tackling is. Um, I can't imagine it's good. They're 16th. 16th in tackles. So they're 20th overall, 19th uh, in run defense, 18th in pass rush defense, 18th in coverage, and 16th in tackling. Every piece of your defense, every facet, says you're below average. You're not even at, 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 at average. You're below average in every facet. And the last two games specifically, when you needed the stop, when you needed to get off the field, you couldn't do it. And you made two quarterbacks look like they are all pros in Tommy DeVito and Baker Mayfield. So if that does not warrant a change, I don't know what does. And again, I want you to hear this. Bill Huber yesterday uh, during the uh, um, uh, Matt LaFleur's press conference, Bill Huber yesterday, because I, I, I played this for the, in the first hour of the show for the people that joined us early. For those that are just now joining us, Bill Huber yesterday, um, who uh, comes on the show time to time, works for Sports Illustrated, covers the Green Bay Packers, asked Matt LaFleur about the defense and asked Matt LaFleur, look, it, it, we all see it, you know, without being a jerk, just said, hey, you know, Time to make a change in season? Would you do that? And then Matt LaFleur basically said, no, i got other things. I'm trying to find solutions. Now's not the time. And Bill was like, why is now not the time? I mean, like, what's going to get better? You know? I mean, let's be honest. He, he, he said it without saying it. It was a great back and forth. Listen to Bill Huber talking to Matt LaFleur during the postgame press conference and Matt LaFleur's answer. Here it is again. Matt, would you ever consider an in-season change at coordinator? Uh, yeah, I – now is not the time for that, to be honest with you. Why is that? Because now is not the time. I'm trying to find solutions, and um, i got to go back and take a look at the film. Because now is not the time for that. I'm looking for solutions. i got to go back and look at the film. Your solution might be just get rid of the defensive coordinator. I, that that to me was, you know, such an exchange of Matt LaFleur. He does, he's not going to give you a reason, but I have to look at the film, which is the Stan Pat answer for, I don't have an answer for that right now, or I don't want to say it. I can't, I can't throw my guys under the bus, my guy, my whatever, but that's what that is. That, that, that is like, you know, Hey, uh, do you believe you're going to raise taxes, Mr. Senator? 
running for re-election. Oh, it's something we're going to look at. Uh, I would like to, you know, hold my promise true to the people. Uh, it's just something we have to look at on all, on all, fa- all phases and all sides. Oh, you know, well, I'm, I'm going to look at it. In other words, you're not going to tell us the truth. Taxes are going up. You know you need it. You know, here you go. So, same thing. Political answer. I get it. But come on, man. Come on. If not now, when? You got to go through three more games of disappointing defense and piss away the rest of your season? The opportunity to go to the postseason? Look, I'm not saying they were a Super Bowl-bound team, but they were better than this. They were on a trajectory better than this. And what are you going to do? Wait till the end of the season? Say, you know what? You know, hindsight being what it is. You know, stop it. We can all see it. Packers fans aren't stupid. You can't look Packer Nation in the eye and go, you know, we're doing everything we can to win. No, you're not. No, you're not. That's a lie. No, you're not. Because if you're doing everything you can to win, you put people in position to make plays, to be the best they can be, and you're not doing that defensively. You win. All you had to do was win four of your last five, and you were in. Now you peed away two games, and you're not even guaranteeing your spot in. You're, I think you went from 7th to 11th or 12th at this point. You, you should have beaten New York. If this game, let's just say this game gets away from you, the, the Tampa Bay game, okay. You still got a chance to then win out, but you're in position to still control your own destiny. Not anymore. Because you, you laid down for two teams. Bad performances. Bad performances. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. What happens now? Grant, tell me this. Say they don't make a change. There's no discussion today of Joe Barry being escorted out out of the door. Say they don't make a change and Bryce Young beats them. You know what I mean? So I still think there's... Not a good chance. I still think there's a chance he gets canned today. Like Matt LaFleur and his presser yesterday, that, that answer to me was more, this press conference is not the time and place to talk about that. That's how I interpret it. I, I, yeah. I still think it could happen. Um, but if it doesn't happen this week, I, I don't think it's going to happen at all. And by the way, I'm, I'm okay waiting till the end of the year because I think the whole staff needs to go too. So getting rid of Joe Barry to promote one of his assistants only to get rid of all those assistants anyways, like that, that doesn't even make a whole lot of sense to me. So if not today, they, they might as well just wait till the end of the year. I did like what Eric Branchek said, though. It does send a message to say this doesn't matter who it is. It's not tolerated anymore. And aptitude's not tolerated. Because if you, if, if the, and the guys yesterday looked like they just, I don't want to say gave up. But there, there was so much running around and chatting and finger pointing and, it was like, man, just they just looked like they just were like, okay, whatever. Like they were out there playing, but it wasn't – they weren't flying around to the football. I mean, you just look at two of the Godwin passes. I mean, look at the white pass, the 52-yarder, I, it just or the Moore pass. It, guys were just kind of running, you know. It was right between the seam. Guys were collapsing. They were getting beat. They were looking at each other. It just – it to me, at least if you – let him go now. You're telling the rest of the team, like, this is not going to be tolerated. You can't keep doing this week in and week out and expect to keep a job. Doesn't matter. So I, that, that's the, that would be the message it would send to me if I'm in that locker room or if I'm a Packers fan. At least then you say, okay, this guy is all in on caring.
we still want to salvage something here, you know? And again, I never thought that they were going to win a Super Bowl. That's I never thought that. As a matter of fact, I said seven to eight wins. But when this team played themselves in position to have success and to get postseason experience, you had to become a believer. And you had to say, this is what this would be great for them. This would be in a little bit of an advanced learning curve for them. And, it, and you can't just say, well, they're young, so we're just, you know, eh, it's no big deal, because it is. In other words, you just accepted failure. You were there, and all you what, – what did you learn from this season? One, oh, it's a long season. It's tough to play in the NFL. Two, yeah, if you're bad, you'll keep your job to the end of the season. We'll just waste the season. Even if we're there, we're just going to hang on to the, what, what's bad. You know? And then three, it's like, where's your aggression? Where's your, you know, where's your stand-up and say, I'm not going to put up with this crap anymore? And that's not what they're getting. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Phone lines are wide open. We'll go back to the phone calls. we got Mike Clemens coming up here in about an hour from now, and we'll talk to Mike the rest of the way. But between now and then, it's you and I. we got a little bit of sound coming out of the locker room from yesterday. But it's you and I for the next hour. So if you got something to say, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up on the, uh, over on uh, email, you can do that as well. 877-867-1670 or thebillmichaels at gmail.com. John says, uh, hey, Bill, Matt LaFleur does not make a decision to fix the defense by jet-setting Joe Barry, jettisoning Joe Barry, I should say. Then Murphy should make the decision for him. And he could go as well, which won't break my heart because his refusal to take action. Best regards, that's our buddy John. John, appreciate the email. Uh, This is from Tom. Tom says, I'm trying to recall the name of the defensive back coach less this past uh, offseason. He was a vocal leader and seemed to really rally the defense on that side of the ball. His departure uh, was probably because the canary in the coal mine for the defensive coaching staff. That's from T.W. in Tulsa. Do you remember who that was? That wasn't Leslie Frazier because Leslie Frazier is the defensive coordinator. I think Mike said that earlier. It was uh, he's he's over in Buffalo. Do you remember who that was? Was that Gray? Oh, Jerry Gray Gray? went to the Vikings. Gray or was with the Vikings at one point. Yeah. Was that Jerry Gray who who was the guy that ended up leaving at the end of the season? Yeah, I think that's who that was. I think that was Gray. Um, Roger says my question is for you: Does Goody? Um, keep Joe Barry around as a scapegoat to cover up the weaknesses in drafting uh, or the coaching of the offensive positions. Well, no, if you believe that you have drafted quality players and you're not getting the most out of them, then you want the guy that's in charge of them gone. I mean, like I said, Goody didn't really even use Joe Barry's name this offseason. He just kept saying we trust in Matt. When asked about Joe Barry, he didn't say, you know, Joe's defense is really good. Joe's concept is great. Joe, No, he just kept saying we trust in Matt. But he did talk about getting more pressure on the quarterback and, and being more aggressive on the defense and blah, blah, blah. So, to me, no. I, I, I thought that Gudikins was not in favor of Joe Barry being around. And he, he made that kind of clear in the offseason, you know? Uh, John says, hey, Bill, look at Joe Barry's track record. How was he this bad in Detroit, bad in Washington, and continues to be bad in Green Bay? This should not be a surprise to anyone. Did you happen to see the, the Bills' defense yesterday? They were hitting, swarming the ball, and their, DB, and their DBs were very physically, practically running the wide receiver routes for them. I find it hard to believe that the Bills players are that much better than what the Packers have. And they were without Micah Hyde, 
in Milano. That's from John listening to us in Howard. You see creative and aggressive defenses all the time. All the time. Sometimes it's a creation of its own success. Sometimes you get some early pressure, you get a sack or two, a couple of run stuffs, get off the field, the aggression amps up. Sometimes you get a lead like the Bills had, they pin their ears back, and they came after Dak Prescott and company. Sometimes that's the, you know, any defensive coordinator will say that's the best way to play. It's obviously with a lead. But I agree with you. They, there was other teams yesterday, you see them swarming to the ball. They're all over the place, and there's an aggression. They're blitzing. They're showing blitz and backing out of it. They're not showing blitz and blitzing, delayed blitzes, stunts, and you don't see any of that coming from the Packers. Well, Tampa Bay gave up yards and points yesterday too, but just watching the way their defenders – tackle and hit it's almost like looking at two different breeds of dogs bill it's like yeah. you got a golden retriever that's happy and pa- and then a german shepherd like they're just wired differently the way that the defenders play and hit and tackle it looked like a, a different sport between these two teams yesterday yep I, I completely agree that's why i said 34 to 20 and it wasn't even that close and don't forget they ripped one off and could have scored again and then took a knee at what the five yard line they could have scored again I think that could have been a 41 to 20 game and the Packers needed to get off the field and they couldn't again down the stretch. I completely agree. It was just a bad look yesterday all the way around. Uh, 877-867-1670. Scott says, look what Philadelphia did. 10 and three record. Their defense had a bad game and they made a change. Packers refused to. Yep. 100% agree. I'm, I'm like, at this point, why not? You're outside in now when it comes to the playoffs, the postseason, so what do you got to lose? It's not like philosophy's going to change. Stay tuned. Got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ho, 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 I need a window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go, ho, ho? Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella, no. Pay later. Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See show room for details. Offer ends 1231-2023. It's a Green Gold Monday. Good to have you. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there in Master Z's. And uh, from what I understand, they have been busy. A lot of people taking the advice that if you've got family, friends getting ready to come over, some holiday parties, New Year's Eve party, whatever, or just maybe you're getting ready for your Super Bowl party, even though the Packers aren't going to be there. You want to have everything in the house ready, installed, whether it's a pool table and all the accessories, bumper pool, dartboards, uh, bars, bars. So, I mean, I can go on and on and on. They've got all the games, all the grills, all the accessories, all that kind of stuff uh, over at Master Z's on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield. And that's the reason people come from all over is because the quality is fantastic. 
And you can see it today, get it tomorrow. They have a huge showroom for everything. They don't have just like one or two pool tables. They got a bunch. They've got big ones, small ones, bar tables, same thing with shuffleboard, you name it. That's Master Z's on Blue Mound Road in Brookfield. Call them today, 262-746-5931, 262-746-5931 for all the in-store specials. And uh, go in and take a, take a look. If you're out and about, you're shopping, you say, you know, let's go take a look. Maybe some, for some things for the family. That's a great place to go. That's Master Z's on Blue Mound Road in Brookfield. Um, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead. Uh, 877-867-1670. Let's go to Ted listening to us in lacrosse. Ted, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, I'm doing good, Bill. I got a quick question for you. Um, obviously we complain a lot about the defense, but our offense is struggling as well, but we don't have an offensive coordinator. So at what point does Matt LaFleur step up and say, okay, uh, uh, we need to make some changes on the defense during the game, after the game, before the game, whatever it is, how much like responsibility does Matt LaFleur have or how much influence does he have on the defense? Or is Joe Barry 100% control of that, those decisions and those outcomes? I Boy, that's a great question. Now, first of all, Matt LaFleur has all the say. If he wanted to go down and say, hey, let's do this or that, he did it a couple of years ago. Uh, there were a couple of games into the season. Detroit was motoring up and down the field on him, and he went to Joe and said, hey, you know, I want some pressure. you got to start dialing up some pressure. They did. They ended up winning the ball game. That was back when Aaron Rodgers was here. They ended up winning that ball game in the second half of the game, and it's mainly because the defensive style changed at that point. I think he could go to Joe Barry right now and say, Joe, what are you doing? You're, you're, you're killing me here. Um, I mean, this team looked bad, and Joe can make up all the excuses. They can go back and look at all the film they want, but when you're not really adjusting or doing anything different and changing personnel and or packages, at what point, if you're Matt LaFleur, do you look at Joe and go, what the hell are you doing? It, you know, if, if I'm going to go but down and you're going to go down, go down swinging, man. Don't don't just sit back all the time. Well, that's my point is why isn't Matt LaFleur stepping up and saying, look, right? we've got to do some changes. Second half, they got just bulldozed over, and there was there's no communication between the assistant coaches. Is that correct? Is that how that works? Like, I don't know the answer to that. Um, during the game, I mean, Matt LaFleur can talk to anybody, of course, uh, and appreciate the phone call. He can talk to anybody. Now, most of the time, Matt LaFleur is working on his game plan, you know, on what he wants to do, on offensively being better, but he sees it. He sees it. The assistants have to see it. I, I don't know what the – I don't know what the – how do I put this? I don't know what the communication is like, if it's all positive, way to go, or if it's guys that are pounding their fist on the table going, this is not right. This is, you know, we got to do something, you know, if like there's, you know, it's not a mutiny, you know, I I don't know. I don't don't know what goes on, but I know when I look at other teams and I I watch breakdowns on Monday morning and Tuesday morning on the NFL Network when they put up all this film about how they're playing different defenses and bringing guys from the outside, stunting on the inside and what they're doing. And I'm watching all of this and I'm like, we, you don't see that out of the Joe Barry defense, you, you just, you don't, you know? So I, I, I don't know what Matt LaFleur is doing or not doing, but I know one thing that it, it just looks bad well, and other people can tell. Yeah, go ahead, Grant. Well, Bill, how many times throughout the year do we talk about on this show? Well, Wink Martindale, you know, he's, he's really good. Wow. What a, what a good coordinator or, or Todd Bowles, man. He really get 
other teams have good defensive coordinators. We always act right. like it's an outlier. Well, of course they're going to struggle. They're playing Wink Martindale. It's possible that we could get a coordinator too that could create problems, but we've we've never had that right. guy. Matt Lafleur has right. been you know getting served up by these guys week by week. He should want a guy like that. I agree. I, I 100% agree. I, I and, and you know I can't remember the last time they had that. You know I go back to I mean Mike Daniel. Mike Daniels, uh, was it last week or the week before, tweeted out something to the effect of, uh, you know, you change coordinators, you change, try to change culture, and it's the same style of defense. And some people went after him because Mike was always a very outspoken guy, and sometimes it rubbed people the wrong way. Mike was a screamer and a yeller and yeller, and he, he didn't necessarily walk the walk all the time. But he was right. It's just, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, people didn't like Dom Capers' defense. Now, Dom Capers' defense was better and more opportunistic, but they kind of bent but didn't break. And then Mike Pettin had a good defense for a, a blink of an eye. And Joe Barry's not been that guy. And Slowick wasn't that guy. And, I mean, you can start going through all the defensive coordinators, and they just haven't had that smash-mouth defense. Now, is it because they don't have stars, or is it because they don't unleash them? What what is the philosophy? But they've changed coaches, they've changed coaching staff. So it's sometimes you just got to hit on the right guy, I guess, with the right amount of leadership. Who knows? Uh, let's get back at it. Let's go to John in Atlanta. John, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, uh, I just throw something at you. I mean, I think we can all agree this conversation, this topic, the Barry topic, it's so circular. Um, you know, probably what? How many three years now, give or take? So. Yeah. Here's 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 an angle. You tell me what you think. So is it is it possible that this is all part of Goody's plan? And here's here's what I mean. in the sense that what was his goal this year? Get us back under the salary cap on some level. It was a he made financial moves. So that definitely didn't help the defense or the offense. But that was okay. It had to be done. So check mm-hmm. with that. Um, see how good Love is. I think we I think we know what he is. Um, so check there. Um, as far as Barry goes. Don't you think now, if you make a move, um, does, does Goody want any more wins? Honestly, why, why, why have another win or two? Yesterday was fabulous, in my mind. It dropped us right down, what, seven or eight spots? That's beautiful. And to your point last week about going to the playoffs and getting boat race, good experience for love. Actually, I think that would rattle love confidence. I'd rather get a better draft pick. And if this is Goody's plan, because he's going to clean house on some level, let's give the next guy some better draft capital. You know, if he brings in a I mean, Rex Ryan would be insane. I don't think that'll happen. But if he's already got a plan in motion, why, why even mess with Barry? Just let, let the sun set. If that was Goody, if that was Lafleur's guy, let Lafleur just finish the year with him. There's no, to me, there's no point in making a change. At the end of the day, having Barry be Barry is ultimately so good for Goody because it brings up the draft capital, and he's going to make probably make changes anyway. So why, you know, I don't know. I think I think possibly this is Goody's game plan. He's had it all year long. He didn't want to be a over 500 team this year. He needs draft capital, and this is the ultimate year to do so. So to he me, had like 13 we, we picks there, last there. year, though, too. I mean, I, I I I appreciate the phone call, John. I mean, I get it, but you're th- I think you're thinking way too deep. I no, and first of all, to say that you you'd rather not get to the postseason because it would shake his confidence. I, no, you want to go. Let's say he goes in and he plays really well, but the defense gives it up. That doesn't shake his confidence. You want that experience. All we've heard all season long is they're young and they're inexperienced. 
and now you say that they got an opportunity, but you don't want them to get the experience. I mean, that doesn't make sense. We can talk about draft picks. It's draft and develop, right, Bill? Right. That's the idea. So it's one thing to draft the players. You could argue that maybe Brian Gutekunst hasn't drafted superstars. Okay, but there's a lot of high-pedigree players with great traits yeah. on this defense. And can you find one or two guys on this defense, Bill, where you go, man, I, I didn't think that guy was going to be great, but they they coached him up or they turned him into something. They found something there. And that's not just on Joe Barry. That's his assistants. That, that's the whole thing. It's draft and develop. And I right. don't know if the development has really been all that it could be. I, you had 13 draft choices this year. I mean, how much more do you want? You had, what, 10 the year before that? And the offensive ones look great, like all of them do. Tucker Craft, you know, Musker, they all Tuck, look great. Yeah, Jaden Reed looks really good. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, Dontavian Wicks, another guy, looks good that they drafted this year. I think he was a fifth rounder, if I'm not mistaken. But I... No, I. <laughs> it, it, you're thinking in terms of conspiracy. Maybe at the beginning of the season, and when you said we know what Jordan Love is, check that box. I don't know what Jordan Love is. I know Jordan Love's gotten better, but I know he played really, really well against two of the uh, more competitive teams in the National Football League. And there are times this year where he is not. And, oh, you know, the two weeks prior to these last two weeks, there's been a regression. So, Grant, could you definitively say we know what Jordan Love is? No, and I think that's a good thing, right? We're we're learning some things for sure, but I think we're seeing that, you know, depending on the game, there's some flashes there that think there might be more. That ceiling might continue to go up, and that's what you want with draft picks. Right. You want them to develop. You want the coaches to continue to mold them, and I see that on offense. I give Matt LaFleur and his staff a ton of credit. It's Wicks in the fifth round and Kraft out of South Dakota State, but I, I don't see that. The Georgia staff is getting all these defensive blue chippers, and they're just kind of average. Yeah. I, um, I, to say that, here's the other thing to the argument. Why well, I don't think they want to win, I think he wants more draft capital. Well, you're not going to get a bunch more. It's not like you're going to get more. You're just going to get higher picks. It's not changing your amount of draft capital. And in addition to that, you still don't know what Quay Walker, Dante, or Quay Walker and, and Devontae Wyatt and what some of your young guys are because are they being utilized properly? Or is the talent bad or is the coaching bad? And I think as a talent evaluator, you're kind of looking at this going, what? I don't know what I know about all of this. So... No, I, I think just the opposite. I think when you were in position to win, that's what we talked about, was when they won, they, they, they beat the Chargers, they beat, I mean, go back to Pittsburgh, they lost a Pittsburgh game, but they started to look better. Then they beat the Chargers, then they beat the Lions, then they beat the Chiefs. And you thought, okay, here's your character now. What is your character? Come out, you've punched two teams in the mouth, you look really good in front of a national audience, here you go. And then you lay an egg against the, the, the New York Giants. And you think, okay, bad game. Wash it. Get rid of it. Here we go. Back in now. Here comes Tampa Bay. Going to play so much better. And I really was confident. I really believed that this team would play better. I picked them to lose. But I, I believe this team would play better. And what I saw yesterday wasn't a team that really played better. You had a couple of guys that had some good performances. But the team overall, no. 
They didn't play better. As a matter of fact, defensively, they played worse and looked bad and looked un- unenergized in doing it. And and that, to me now, is concerning. So when you say, we know what we know, no, we don't. We don't know a ton more today than we did at the beginning of the season. We know some guys have come on. Tucker Craft and Luke Musgrave both looked good. You wanna, you'd want you love to see Musgrave be able to come back and play. But, you know, at this point in time, if they're not going to make the postseason, rest up, man. You know that Stokes has become a liability. He just he hasn't recovered, and he may never play again. Who knows? You know, I, you know that something's going on behind the scenes with Jair. You know that Devondre Campbell's lost a step, but he he's had that high ankle sprain and been dealing with that pretty much all season long. So you know there's some things that are there that are good. Some guys that have played well. Jaden Reed's played well. Sean Ryan came in a couple of times and you know kind of played well. You know the offensive line. You're still mixing and matching, and you kind of know where your holes are going into the season. But beyond that, what else do you know? You haven't really figured anything out yet, and that that's scary. You got three, and are three games, the next three games, really going to be the determining factor as to what direction you're going to go this offseason? And not the 14 games prior? Think about that. 877-867-1670, 877-1670. If you want to find us, hit us up. More of the Bill Michael Show on a green and gold Monday coming up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on this portion of the program. Brought to you by our friends over there at TheNiceAsh.com. TheNiceAsh.com. Nice Ash Cigar Bar. 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. And if you're going to be down there enjoying some of the holiday fare, the lights, and some of the small shops, I always recommend shopping You know, local as much as you can. Stop in. Take a load off. Whether it's tonight for the Monday night game. They have a poker there tonight. Uh, downstairs, or you're going in over the weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they always have uh, always have music and entertainment. Uh, maybe you're going there for a game, Packers game, Bucks game, whatever it happens to be. Whatever it is you want to watch, they've got it. They've got TVs, they've got music, they've got entertainment, plus fine bourbons, whiskeys, uh, all the different flavors of hookahs that they have there, which are a lot of people are discovering that they have, and they've had them the whole time. So check out our friends at theniceash.com. That's theniceash.com. Dot com. Again, TheNiceAsh.com, TheNiceAsh Cigar Bar, downtown Waukesha, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free go ahead and do so. Let's go to uh, Dustin listening to us in lacrosse. Dustin, how are you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, good, Bill. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Glad uh, to I haven't gotten a chance to – yeah, thank you, sir. I haven't got a chance to listen today, but I'm just – you know, I'm not sure what the overwhelming consensus is on – LaFleur and, Bar- and Joe Barry, but I think that less people need to point the finger at Joe Barry and more than to point the finger at LaFleur because, like you've been saying, he's the one who brought, you know, he's he's the reason Joe Barry's here. And, you know, from the NFC Championship against Tampa Bay, when Mike Penton had us in that, whatever crazy defense he had us in the last mm-hmm. play of the half, that cost us a Super Bowl, in my, in my opinion. I mean, to me, LaFleur should have been gone with Penton after that, you know what I mean? We had Rodgers in his prime. 
I mean, and Mark Murphy, I think, needs to be looked at real hard, too, here, because, I mean, the way he, in my opinion, wasted those last couple of years with Rodgers and bringing LaFleur in when he had the 28th or 27th ranked offense in Tennessee, and, like, you know, his credentials were just horrible. And, yeah, you know, I just, it's just, a, it's a mess, man. I just, I think that LaFleur needs to be gone before people need to even talk about Joe Barry, and then we need to get Mark Murphy out of here sooner than, sooner than he had planned, because... It's just it's looking bad. Yeah, Thanks, Bill. he's well, I appreciate it. Mark's not going anywhere until he retires. Um, it's so difficult because you can look at the first season after Mike McCarthy. Nobody saw a thirteen and three season coming. We all knew they were really weren't ready. We had some hope, but the defense was not good, and they got dump trucked out in San Fran. We saw that, right? You get to the NFC Championship game that next year against Tom Brady and company, and Kevin King, <laughs> how in the world you let a receiver get that deep behind you? I have no idea, but he did. And so, you know, that obviously hurt, but kicking the field goal. You know, when Aaron Jones fumbled, because that team went right down and scored, the Packers did. Remember, they went right down and scored. Then the next drive, they were moving the football. Aaron Jones fumbled, boom. Done. Adversity hit, and they never recovered. That's been one of the, the, the painful signatures of a Matt LaFleur-led team. They face the adversity, and they haven't really been able to recover. Now, whether that's Rodgers or, or Matt LaFleur, I don't know. Because we, we found out after the fact that Rodgers was making a lot of the calls, as we kind of thought he was. Then you get, again, San Francisco comes to town on that snow globe night. The defense actually played well. But Malafloor, we saw it all season long, and I had talked about it all season long, that eventually this special teams unit is going to cost you a game, a big game, and damned if it didn't. And the offense, Mercedes Lewis fumbles, they never recovered. Never recovered. Again, adversity hits, never recovered. And then the blocked kick and then everything else that went on with it, and they lose that game, a game they clearly should have won. And then last year, you know, now the whole the whole saga with Rodgers, I understand that. You, there was a lot of massaging of egos and such going on. And Mark Murphy and, and Brian Gutekinds, they did what they could, you know, to kind of manage this thing. Because you knew Rodgers still had a lot of good value. You wanted to give Jordan Love some time behind him. You wanted to kind of manage everything and, and make a run. I don't blame them. I don't blame what they did. But also, in doing so, in catering to Rodgers, you lose. I mean, this is all water under the bridge, but you lose Devontae in the process. Because Devontae got tired of waiting. And it wasn't really the Packers' management fault. It was they didn't know because Rodgers was kind of holding him up. I mean, nobody wants to say blame Aaron Rodgers for any of this. And he was as much of at fault as, as fault as anybody. And so they lose Devontae in the process and things, you know, injuries hit. And Rodgers breaks his thumb. And you could clearly tell, though, dissension between Rodgers and LaFleur. Because... Going back to the game against the Giants, going over to London, LaFleur's talking about it being a business trip, and these guys have to be focused. You know, it's, it's, you can't, you know, stray. It's not something you norm, normally do during a week anyway. If, if you want to go back and you want to visit London, go back on your own time. But this is a work trip. Rodgers, on the other hand, the very same day is saying how he and the guys want to go to a pub and they want to mix and mingle with the locals. And it was two different messages. And we thought right then and there that there's a problem. And then finally, Rodgers gets jettisoned. You're working yourself out of the salary cap hell. You're taking the year 
But then you find out that, oh, by the way, this team's actually got some talent. And you're right there. And then you just kind of watch it just go up. And it's unacceptable. And and Murphy didn't do that. Goody didn't do that. Matt LaFleur and Joe Barry did that. The play callers. So, you know, they're, they're, I don't agree with everything, and they've had opportunities to win games, and it's also the players and the execution because you can't only give the players credit when they play well and uh, the coaches the, the credit when they don't play well. You know, I mean, I go back to the game against uh, the Lions. I thought that was one of Matt LaFleur's best play-calling efforts ever. Gave him a lot of credit. I don't know where any of that was. They just had opportunities, and it seems like this team has not had the ability to take advantage of it. And sometimes when you look at big moments in big games, when you have to have it, sometimes coaching does play into that. Guys do feed off of coaches. Leaders feed off of coaches, then players feed off of leaders. And maybe that's where they're getting it. I don't know. But just it, it just doesn't look right. Uh, real quick, let's go to Ed listening to us in Madison. Ed, how you doing today, man? What's going on? I'm trying to be a smart listener and have a smart take. And it's hard because I feel like we're on a roller coaster ride all year. It mm. feels like for a whole decade we've been on a roller coaster ride. You go back to the, all the botched onside kicks, the missed field goals, the fumbles. You just kind of tip the, the tip of the iceberg, what you're just laying out for us. I believe just to take the emotion out of this, this season has been mind-boggling. I, I see one great game, then I see two steps back. And to me, that's coaching. Mental preparation, you touched on it. Going, going over and playing at the pond last year. This has been not good for my expectations. My expectations were zero this year. So when we finally won a meaningful game on national TV, we beat the Lions, we beat the Chiefs. My expectations started to rise, like a lot of the fans. That's, I feel like I've been kind of kicked in the crotch here recently in these last two mm-hmm. games. And it, and it really, to me, it comes. I, I sit and listen to the canned answers on the interviews, and I think Huber, you hit it on the head yesterday. Huber had the kahunas to lay it out there for LaFleur, and he just kind of, brushed over it and i'm really getting tired of this mentality i want someone to own up and sack up here and say you know what it's time for a change who makes that decision before or does the upper brass many upper brass and and i'm really ready for it i'm i don't like throwing in the towel i want if they win the next three games great but i'm going to make a prediction today if they okay. lose next christmas eve we lose to carolina Hell's gonna break loose in Wisconsin, oh, yeah. and that—that's it. I'm done, done with the yeah. coach. No, I would completely agree. If they lose, appreciate the phone call. If they lose to Carolina, it is, um, yeah, it—it's uh, probably uh, you know, fire torches and pitchforks <laughs> uh, up at Lambeau Field. Uh, running a little bit late. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Stay right where you're at. Keep the calls coming. I'll get to as many of them as we can. We've got Mike Clemens coming up here in about twenty five minutes from now. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. They have got all the new restaurants, the Rock and Brews, Dream Dance is up and running, all good. Rio is awesome. You've got the three sixty bar, street eats. There's so much going on over at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. The, the table games, slots, sports book. Got the New Year's Eve party coming up, and the hotel. 
No reason not to make it a, a weekend, a weekend stay down at Potawatomi Hotel Casino. Go enjoy yourself. Just go, just get out and go enjoy yourself. Lights and action and all the eye candy and everything. Go to PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig.com. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Oh, 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 I need a window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Oh, oh. Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella now, pay later. Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See show for details. Offer ends Check out our friends at Kane and Kane Jewelers in West Bend. They want to rock your world, as they say, but go to Kane, K-O-E-H-N, KaneJewelry.com, KaneJewelry.com. And it's worth the trip. It's worth the trip to West Bend. It really, really is. So uh, check them out. Again, KaneJewelry.com. That is Kane, K-O-E-H-N, KaneJewelry.com. Good stuff. Um, so uh, just talking, uh, uh, you know, a lot about yesterday and the uh, Green Bay Packers and the coaching issues and the defensive coordinator and it, just a lot going on. Uh, a lot of uh, lot of opinions, I guess. A lot of opinions. Let's get back at it. 877-867-1670. Let's go to Austin. Austin, welcome to the program, man. What's happening? Hey, Bill. How are you? Good today. Hey, um, you know, I watched yesterday's game and – all I can think of is what an egg. Like, I've seen high school teams play better defense than that. Mm-hmm. No, I um, wouldn't, so I wouldn't say, disagree like, with I, you. Right. So, I kind of lean more to Grant here. So, if the Packers keep Joe Barry, they don't fire him today, What does Brian Gudenkins get go up and just be like, Joe, all or nothing. Like, you just got to go, you know, cojones to the floor. Like, do you do that, and then at the end of the season, just clean clean house, get rid of him, get rid of all of his assistants? You can, absolutely, and I would expect that at this point. Um, appreciate the phone call. I would expect that. What I'm – and this goes back to what Eric Baranchek said. What I would be doing is, is thinking about the guys in the locker room 
and saying to the guys in the locker room that, look, what we did yesterday, the way that game was called, what's going on, the direction we're headed, it's unacceptable. And everybody, not just my buddy, but everybody's accountable. And by not making a change, now you can maybe behind closed doors go in and rant and scream and yell and all that kind of stuff, but you still got ineptitude running the show. I mean, what does that say to your guys, that you just don't care? You know? I mean, that's, like, like it's acceptable? Like, you can play as bad as you want to play, and we won't do anything about it till the end of the season. You're going to get rid of a player. You're going to get rid of certain guys. Certain guys are going to find their way to the doghouse. But yet, the guy that's calling the plays that, that let's be honest, between you and me, looks inept. But yet he's okay. He he's going to keep his job to the end of the season. Why? Why? That's what I don't understand. Why? Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Hit us up. We're going to take a break. Don't go anywhere. Don't if you're on the line. Don't stay right there because we got another fifteen twenty minutes before we go to Mike Clement. Want to get more of your phone calls coming up after the top of the hour? So don't go anywhere. Okay, just stay right where you're at. We're going to come right back to you. Hang in there. whole lot more of the Bill Michaels Show coming up. Promise you, a whole lot more. we got another hour of this stuff yet to go. Hang in there. Bill Michaels Show, kicking it. It's a rough one to swallow. It just is. 34 to 20, and it could have been worse than that. More of the Bill Michaels Show next.